The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 11 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point for today. Within this hour, we're going to switch gears and we're looking now at um, issues of fair trade, really. But this is this is a a conversation that you know it it hits us right on our studios, right? Because it forces us to stop and think and be more aware of the products that we are consuming on a day-to-day basis. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean everything that you're eating or just eating, but everything that we are using has been produced somewhere by somebody. But the one thing we often don't know is what are those production lines? What do those look like? What has gone into this value chain? How concerned are we even about possible violations of human rights where those exist? And we're coming into this conversation off the back of um, what Sistram Fundo was telling us about what we need in order to be empathetic. And sometimes we don't ask ourselves these questions, perhaps because um, we are disconnected with that empathy and we simply have lost that will to actually care. Um, th- th- that's that's one of the realities um, that, that 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 we have to think about. In studio with me is Chandre Kombink, who is the business development manager at Been There. Chandre, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Kathy. Paul Kolditz is commercial manager at Fair Trade Africa. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, first of all, I have to say, wow. Um, that introduction you just gave um, really puts the human element into products. And and like you mentioned, that the product was produced by somebody somewhere. Um, I think I couldn't have put it better with the introduction. But um, with that being said, thank you for having us on this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to be talking to you, albeit not in the studio today. No problem at all, Paul. As long as we have you on, I think we, we should be good to go. I think let's let's begin with why it is important to have a conversation that causes us as consumers to reflect. If, if you're living in 2023, you are a consumer of something. So everybody is part of this conversation. Everybody is affected by this conversation, Chandra. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very true what you're saying. And I think I was listening a little bit to the conversation you were having Mm. previously around empathy. And I think empathy with individuals and people and then looking broader to the things that we are consuming is the next step. And I think, as we discussed today, there, there are ways for it to be easier for you to make informed decisions that will have a positive impact on people that you may or may not ever meet. But knowing that the way that you purchase and how you make your decisions can have such a beneficial impact in a time in the world when we really do need Mm. to know that the small things that we're buying, whether it's coffee or bananas or tea or wine, that we can enjoy those things knowing that we're having a positive impact on people around the world that we may never meet. Paul, 
why why should we care about matters of fair trade why should we care about matters of fair trade unfortunately trade is for many years have been unbalanced and the farmers and the workers that grow the products that we love in developing countries those products might be coffee cocoa as chandra has mentioned they are most of the times price takers whereas you know the buyers bigger conglomerate companies can force prices down onto producers and a lot of times as workers you have very little options uh, around your rights and and working conditions so an organization like fair trade we help to make to make trade more sustainable and more fair for those guys that are at the bottom of the supply chain mm. and and really if 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 back to the question of why it is important you have to be conscious of of the practices and the decisions you make mm. so that you benefit those guys that are at the bottom of the value chain that consciousness is raised or at least that level of consciousness is raised by information knowledge about what is going into the production of goods often paul that is knowledge that many of us are not actually privy to that is knowledge that is contained within companies employees are made to sign non-disclosure agreements they have to deal with all sorts of threats about what will happen to them if they talk about what they are doing at work 100% correct and you know we 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 live in an age where we want transparency and we need transparency on the other side of thing of it of not being able to see we get companies that what we call greenwashing where they tell you they're doing something right or they tell you they're sustainable but in reality they are not So one way to really know whether your product is coming out of an ethical or sustainable supply chain is to look at the the labels on the product. So for example in organic farming you've got organic certifications and then for fair trade we have the fair trade mark. Now when you see that mark on a product that means that that product comes out of an ethical and sustainable supply chain how can you be assured of it because every entity from the grower or the farmer up until that product is in its final packaging is certified against the fair trade standards that cover social economic and environmental aspects so really and and it's independently audited so that gives more assurance to the consumer when they see that then they can know that that product is ethical and sustainable. Chandra, back to you in the studio. From the research that exists out there, right? How consume how concerned are consumers about products that are ethically sourced, that are sustainable at least in the context of what sustainability means mm. in 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 2023? Mm. I definitely think this is something that is uh, growing. I think and in South Africa it's a desire and an interest that is growing. 
when I uh, look at the younger generations, even when I'm chatting to my two little daughters about stuff, this is the things that they are wanting to know about. Where does this come? How does it impact the environment? Uh, where where is the chain? How how was it produced? Whereas many years mm. ago, that maybe wasn't something that we were conscious of or knew how to access the information. Now the the information around how things are made and sold are demanded of us to be made known. And I think, you know, what I'm very excited about being in a, a coffee company that our, our whole business and philosophy is based on fair trade is that the consumer more and more is de- is going to be demanding that if you look at the hospitality industry, uh, luxury game lodges, when uh, clients and visitors come from South Africa or internationally, they want to know where how is this impacting the environment? How are the products being sourced mm-hmm. and used? So there is a growing a growing interest. But I think what I also really appreciated what you said before is that we also sometimes don't know how to access the information or we don't know what we don't know. And I think, you know, that's why opportunities of like International Fair Trade Month and being able to speak to someone like yourself and kind of share the message is we become more educated. And as we become mm-hmm. more educated, we become more interested and equipped, you know, to be able to ask those questions. And so I think it is growing in a positive uh, trajectory, which is really something that's exciting. And in, a world, and in a world where there's lots of bad news, it's great to just have <laughs> some good news, you know, of growing interest um, and desire for products to be sourced and sold fairly. So, so uh, Chandre, when we look at um, your your business in particular, the business you represent, it, it's good coffee, effectively. Yes. Um, in an industry that has for years been plagued by human rights abuses that are taking place on farms that people will never, ever go to. Mm. I mean, there are debates about which parts of the world produce the best coffee. Mm. So let's talk about the interest to not only do this work but to do it in a way that helps you to stand up on a public platform and mm. say we can actually say uh, we produce coffee in an ethically and sustainable manner and you can test us on that you mm. can investigate us on that mm. yeah so i think uh, what i like to say is that we do good coffee not only in the way that we do business but also it tastes really good <laughs> our coffee is really great and we focus specifically on uh, single origin uh, African coffees in East Africa. And, you know, the world has Africa to thank for being able to wake up every morning because coffee was found in Ethiopia. So we are um, really uh, supporters and advocators for African delicious, amazing, amazing coffee. I think to Paul's points around the being able to test and see. Uh, there is so much that goes behind the fair trade label. There's so there's so much um, that you can trust in. There's we have regular um, audits from our, the small scale farmers that we sourcing our coffee from in Ethiopia and Rwanda, all the way across the chain, and then at our um, roastery in Bramfontein and our cafe at 44 Stanley and Mill Park, all those step uh, checks and balances are done to check. Um, and 
that are, that's why I think fair trade works as a certification is when anyone in the um, value chain is very it's very clear and very transparent and anyone can come and have a look at those things and know they can ask a question and we're more than happy to open the books open the value chain have a look and you can see clearly what's um, what's happening it requires a great deal of effort at least more effort um, to, to be able to do uh, that work in in the way that, that you're explaining to us today. Mm. Is that a, a barrier, you think, for why sometimes people will opt not to go the fair trade route? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it definitely does require a lot more effort. We were the first uh, roasters of uh, fair trade certified coffee in South Africa in 2005. And so I think for us, and initially it was a, it was a real, sh- you know, it was a real struggle. Fortunately, times have changed, and there are more and more uh, coffee roasteries that are mm. um, buying and selling fair trade coffee. But it definitely requires um, a lot of um, checks and balances that you have to make sure that you are doing. And I do sometimes think that that could be a barrier if you're not seeing the benefits because there needs to be a benefit to the farmers and who you're working with but then also to your own employees and your own staff and your own organization so i think once you see that and put in the hard yards and see the benefits um then it will become an easier Mm -hmm. decision um to make we also have our relationships with like our pharaoh cooperative um in ethiopia and we're visiting them on a regular basis so also being able to see the impact of what you're doing over time makes it all you know makes it all worth it mm. uh, paul it, it requires a level of of care within um the supply chain uh system that sometimes is is not there uh, i was talking earlier and referencing um, the latest figures that looked at modern day slavery. Mm. And unfortunately, we're seeing that modern day slavery is on the increase and a huge part of it is is pointing to um, supply chain mechanisms and, and the G20 countries being called on to actually revisit the, the supply chain systems that some of the big entities, the big conglomerates that, you know, that, that are in their own countries that are supporting or that are part of, that are contributing to, to the escalation of, of the problem. You're hitting the nail on the head. And the, the good news that I have, and I think something that we're going to see in South Africa soon or in Africa as a whole, is or or let me rather say are companies being held accountable for what happens down in their supply chains Mm -hmm. so europe is the eu is going to implement a new law soon which is called human rights environmental due diligence and basically what that means is that large companies can be held accountable for what happens down in their supply chains whether Mm -hmm. it's a tier three or tier four supplier that supply them they're responsible for looking into that supply chain identifying the risks when it's human rights or environmental and then put in place actions to mitigate that no longer can a large fashion or food company that sits somewhere far away from the country where the product is sourced say you know, we're not responsible for that. It's too far down our supply chain. So you're very much right that the accountability needs to be part of it. And the good news is that we are 
although slowly we are moving in that direction and we do advocate with governments where we we're at parliament or not parliament necessarily in south africa but in other countries talking to those policy makers to advocate for for the small-scale farmers and and the workers so that they take positive action like those ones that i just mentioned but paul what are we seeing in terms of campaign um campaigns rather that involve consumer boycotts especially where there are these known violations in the production of some goods are, are, are we are we seeing that our consumers moved enough to inconvenience themselves by by not having access to certain products oh yes certainly um we we all aware of cancel culture um that has taken storm and people taking really the power that they have with their purchases in their own hands. But what I would encourage consumers is to look on the other side of that and, and looking not just at the price tag, but looking at what is on the product, what that product stands for and mm-hmm. making rather than a boycott action, make a positive action for whoever is in in that supply chain what what we didn't mention and it's what being there so the company that chandre works for um through their fair trade purchases in that model there is what we call the fair trade premium that goes back all the way to the farmer and within the fair trade standards they can only use that fair trade premium for sustainable farming practices or for projects that benefit themselves and their communities in a mm. positive way. Mm. So we, we're talking about education, healthcare, and so forth, which they typically don't have access to. So there's systemic change that happens. Mm. So as much as we want to take action and, and punish those that are doing wrong, I would also encourage listeners and consumers to look at the other side of things and and look at those that are really putting actions where their commitments are and making positive chains changes within the businesses that they operate all right paul we're going to leave it there with you for this morning chandra i'm going to give you the last word on this one does it cost a little bit more where you when you're sourcing products that are fair trade certified Yes, so for us, um, it it does cost a little bit more, um, and but we think it is is worth it, and we're happy to do it. And I will also say it doesn't necessarily mean then that w- that translates to a very expensive, um, not great coffee product uh, for our uh, our clients. We um, I was sharing earlier. Um, with someone that we actually try and buffer that price so that we can still remain competitive because we want people to buy the coffee because it's exceptional, it tastes amazing, um, they can enjoy a taste of Africa wherever they are in their home or in their coffee shop or workplace and um, not have to feel like we want the consumer to also feel like it's fair for them, right? Mm -hmm. needs to be fair for the farmers and um, Mm -hmm. fair for the consumers and so for us, that just means that we take smaller margins tra- than what would be traditionally taken um, in sort of a coffee, um, the coffee industry potentially. But it's worth it. 
All right. Let me thank you both for coming on to the show today. Chandra Kombink, business manager at Been There and Been There rather, and Paul Kolditz, who's commercial manager at Fair Trade Africa. Certainly food for thought, right? Um are you aware of some of uh, the the products, these stamps that go on products that say they've been ethically sourced, they've been sustainably sourced, that they are, um, you know, affiliated with fair trade? Is that something that even influences the products that you are buying? Something for us all to think about. It's time for your latest 10, 11.30 news headlines.